Hello everyone. Welcome to Spine Chillin' Crime Podcast. We are your hostess, Gina and Jeff. stuff tonight. Tonight we're going to talk about two main legends of the paranormal world who most of you may know, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Have you ever experienced any ghost-like encounters? I know of two people who have and specialized in this, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Let's first start off with the backstory of who Ed and Lorraine are and how they met. When Ed was five years old, he grew up in a haunted house in Connecticut where he would encounter supernatural experiences such as orbs that would appear between the times two to three o'clock in the morning. For any of you that do not know this, this is known as the witching hour. Don't you worry. We will be discussing more thoroughly about certain times where supernatural things or even demonic creatures tend to come out at night. So, you said the orbs, right? See. Okay, so those are like, just like the random like balls that like you see, they're like balls of light. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Oh yeah, of course. And honestly, I've been seeing those quite frequently myself (laughs) while taking a Snapchat. So, we'll get into that later. Now let's introduce Lorraine. Lorraine grew up in Bridgeport, Connecticut. She is known as clairvoyant, where she is able to perceive future events, and she's also a gifted medium. She met Ed when they were 16 years old, and she met him at his job, which was the Colonial Theater. Moreover, let's now get into how the both of them started a knowledgeable base for all that wanted to learn about the beyond. Paranormalology Research Center. They were known as the two who studied a lot about demons and the paranormal. They went on investigations where they were able to help those that were possessed or things that were possessed by a haunted object. Back in 1952, the Warrens were directors of the New England Society for Psychic Research. The Center for Psychic Research that the Warrens ran, their main goal was to help lead back earthbound spirits to move on while educating those by these experiences through their investigations. The Warrens based their work on religion but also used the scientific method. The Warrens were very religious people. What they would suggest to people who have gone on these investigations is to imagine a white light surrounding them, like envisioning a white light around your aura and asking God to protect you as your extra armor of protection whenever exploring a haunted location or doing any sort of ritual. Me. Every day. Every day. This is very important. Very, very important. And they were very religious people, for sure. Especially doing any sort of thing like this. Very good to know. To know that at this point, Ed and Lorraine have been on 4,000 investigations. After each investigation that Ed and Lorraine have been at, they would take back the haunted object that was possessed by a demon. And, at times, they would have to perform an exorcism. They would lock it up 
in their occult museum, which I'll talk about a little later on. Before the Warrens would go and investigate, Ed would sketch a drawing of the haunted house to give to the families when they went to sniff out the supernatural. Lorraine would make a kind gesture to those families that would receive these drawings to enter the family's homes. Okay, but why did he do these drawings? I feel like that's kind of weird to just be like, here's the drawing of your haunted house that so we're going to look at. It definitely was. Like, Lorraine definitely made a joke, actually, about this. Um, it was kind of like a soft, like, way for them to show that we're not really crazy, but we know you have things going on in your home. So we're giving you like a gift of your haunted house to make it kind of like at ease. So they were able to do what they had to, to like get the demonic thing out of their house. Cause reading one of their books, I found out that things can haunt like a house, like the actual house could be haunted, like meaning like it lives in the walls. Okay, well, if they came and did something to my house, I don't want a drawing. I would like a better gesture than that. <laughs> well, I feel like back in their day, you know, this is the kind of way for them to kind of get into your home in a respectful way and to take care of what needed to be taken care of. Oh, good point. <laughs> okay. I'll give you that. Furthermore, some investigations that are highly known today that are based on movies, which you all know, The Conjuring, Annabelle, The Devil Inside, Amityville Horror, and more. There are so many more that they have investigated that are well known to all. If you have seen, it, seen any of these movies, you all can recall that in Annabelle, Ed and Lorraine had an occult museum that was placed in the back of their house and they would have a priest come to bless the items quite frequently. So what they did with the Annabelle doll at the end of the movie, like during the movie, they took the doll, put it in the back of the vehicle, and they drove home with the doll. So obviously the doll was still possessed. So the doll in the movie is the actual Annabelle doll. Negative. The Annabelle doll that's in the Hollywood movie is not the real Annabelle doll. Gotcha. It's the Raggedy Ann doll. Oh, oh yeah. What a time. What a time. Do you remember Raggedy Ann? Yeah, not a fan of dolls, by the way. Just in case anybody wanted to know. Not a fan. In addition, let's now discuss the occult museum, the hidden gem. They would state to outsiders who would be able to tour the museum to never touch an item. Why would you? Well, some people never believed in anything that Ed and Lorraine Warren studied. So you're going to have some of those people, the non-believers, which is whatever you want to believe, that's your choice, your poison. If you touched an item, you needed to quickly report that you did. Reason being, this would invite the evil spirit and or demon to hurt you and to be able to take over your physical and spiritual energies if you didn't say a word. But if you said something, you'd be able to get blessed. You'd be able to get protected by that white light that I mentioned earlier. But if you don't say anything, actions are very loud. Ed and Lorraine kept their occult museum condemned with these haunted objects to protect from others that the haunted objects once were harming. To all who should know, the cutoff time for the occult museum was 9 p.m. until 6 a.m. This is due to all the objects that would awaken and come back to life to their full power 
even from behind the wards and protections. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. That's where I say, ah, goodbye. <laughs> this time is known as the psychic hour, and the smaller window within it, it is the devil's album around 3 a.m. This is where the devil mocks the Holy Trinity. They also state when present in this occult museum is to never provoke the items, never taunt them in any way. The demons that possess these objects would find a powerful way to still harm you. For example, we're going to go back to the lovely doll, Annabelle. If she was taunted, which she was, by a priest and even by a random bystander, which was a male, they never believed in the stories behind Annabelle and would say things that provoked the doll. Even though Annabelle was in an enclosed environment with a sticker on the box, a warning above her, she still was very powerful. Yeah. So was Annabelle just not a fan of like men or like women did it too, but they just- As Lorraine puts it, the one thing she didn't like in her museum was that doll. Nobody likes this doll. And what's, Yet they decided to keep it. Okay. Yeah. What's, what's crazy about this doll is she has two boxes. Both are blessed. Both have crosses all around the box. They have to say a prayer. Now, Tony Sfera, very known man, the son-in-law to Ed and Lorraine Warren, he now has taken over the occult museum, protecting it, has others working with him by his side, and he'll tell you they do not like moving Annabelle, and they don't ever move her that frequently. The only times that they do is when they have to renovate the box. So that's why she has two boxes, because the other one is also blessed, so they put her in there. You have to wear gloves. You have to pour holy water on your hands before you put the gloves on. Then you pour holy water on your hands again. You say a prayer, and you have to shove the doll in this other box as quickly as you can. So a lot of people, I feel when it comes to the paranormal, you obviously have to be in it and feel that energy because it's a feeling. Yeah. A lot of people that watch these things on TV or they watch Ghost Hunters, they're like, oh, I don't believe that. Sure, believe what you want. But you be in those people's shoes. You be the one investigating. You be the one touching the doll. Well, that was kind of like me. I was so not about it. I was like, yeah, there's no way, like, all this stuff is real. And then I've had some experiences, and I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah, this is all true. Yeah. So it's a very eye-opening experience. You got to know what you're doing. You got to understand that there is, obviously, life after death. You also have to realize that there's good and there's bad. Yeah. So... You know, I believe the whole Annabelle story and the man who provoked the doll rode a motorcycle. That day he got into a really bad accident when he provoked the doll. So, you know, to me, I get where the Warrens are coming from. I feel what they feel. I understand, like, don't mock these things because they are very powerful beings still. Even though they have blessed them multiple times it's a frequent thing they have somebody come in to bless them life lesson yeah seriously don't mess with anything don't do it don't but moral of the story is with ed and lorraine warren we got to give them credit 
Oh, I 1,000% do. I wouldn't be able to do it. That's what I'm saying. Like, people who wanted to, well, make themselves well-knowledgeable, especially Ed, for example, at a young age, like, grew up with hauntings and ghosts. Uh, I can speak, for example. <laughs> I can like. I can speak. I mean, granted, I was informed that the ghosts in my house weren't really harmful, but they definitely made themselves known. So now you said he lived in a haunted house in Connecticut. Correct. Right? Is it like the, based off like the movie The Haunting in Connecticut? Like, was that negative? Okay. Um, but not to say that Connecticut itself is haunted the whole thing is honestly and (laughs) i just to me it's just nuts like these people still to this day live in bridgeport connecticut and i know where that is and that's like not even far if you live on the island just like the farm right over yeah seriously they're right there next door neighbor right there yeah (laughs) to also note to all of you the occult museum is actually closed to outsiders I would have yeah. loved to have just gone to experience and just be like, yeah, I went. Of course, but that's the problem. And people ruin things for others, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> um, definitely would have been something of an eye-opener source. Would love to tour the museum. Obviously wouldn't touch nothing. What's crazy is, is um, most people say during... That video with Tony Sfera that sometimes if you look at Annabelle, it, like her eyes move, she moves. Thank you. So, I don't mess with dolls. I never have. Yeah. Dolls, creep me out. dolls are great. Well, I've come to find out with like research, like there's a lot of like haunted dolls. Like oh, a lot. Of like course. more than I would have thought. Yeah. And I think it blows my mind and it freaks me out. Like, I can't look at dolls the same anymore. Yeah. Not a big fan. Could live without them. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Okay. Put them on a shelf. Or give it away. Give it away. Well, that's just like, do you believe in the Ouija board? You know. That's your thought. I have never touched one. Okay, I have. Ah, tell. <laughs> so, I was young. We were at a sleepover. Ah, where it all begins. Of course. <laughs> um... I don't know how much I believe it. I don't know. Obviously, like, back then when I was younger, I was like, wow, like, this is freaky. Like, the thing's moving on its own. But, like, seeing how people can easily, like, move it and, like, know certain things about people to just make them believe. Because at the sleepover, there was, like, friends and family. Gotcha. So it's kind of like people knew if, like, people have passed away. So I don't really... I don't know. I was also, like, 12. (laughs) You know, that's a long time ago. I don't blame you. So, I was advised by my mother to never touch a Ouija board. I physically though. had one. You know you can never throw it out or anything Okay, like well, that. guess what I did. <laughs> it was like oh, from um, like Toys R Us, you know, those like Toys Can we talk about that the fact that Toys R Us sold a Ouija board <laughs> and it was though. fully stocked. If any of you have been to Toys R Us before it closed down. R.I.P. Toys R Us. <laughs> they had a whole wall of those Ouija boards. Yeah, mine, mine was on um, Go in the Dark. And I used it once at that sleepover. I brought it. 
You didn't leave it there? No, I brought that. You're crazy. I would have been like, you keep that. You can give it away. Okay, well, I threw it. Again, I was 12. I didn't know any better. This is true. And nobody, I threw it out. And guess you. what? It's never come back. So I think we're okay. All right. What about you? Never touched a Ouija board. One of my friends had a Ouija board. Broke it out, and I looked at them, and I said, I will not touch that thing. That's literally what I said. I said, I will not touch that thing. My mom has touched a Ouija board. It moved. Like, recently? No. Oh. Like, when she was a kid. Back when she was a kid. Yeah. The good old days. Oh, of course. (laughs) I I would never. I mean, I was always into the spooky, witchy vibe as a kid. I guess that's why it always stuck with me. I'm a good witch. <laughs> I'm a good witch from the east. <laughs> yeah, I'm a good witch of the east. I'm a good witch of the east. I'm the west. <laughs> Some things I would like to share, because, you know, I did grow up in a haunted house. I mean, granted, I was never alive for any of these things, but we're told these stories by my mother. Who is a very great woman. Wonderful woman. Great woman. Spiritual and I believe her. As my dad used to say, I don't believe in spooks. (laughs) (laughs) But um to come to find out, I think my dad also believed. And like there's one story I will share. So family, if you are listening. This is the one thing that always stuck out in my head. Yeah. One thing that always stuck out was my mom's father passed when my brother was born. So my grandfather never really got to meet my brother. Mm-hmm. So one night, I believe it was over the summer. Now, did he die before your brother was born? Or after? I think it was after. Okay. I was just curious. I don't know. Your brother was born. Yeah. And then... My grandfather died. Yeah, like within minutes of each other. Oh, no, no, no. So my parents' room changed very frequently. So in our hallway, we had an air conditioner unit Mm -hmm. upstairs in the hallway to like circulate air, obviously, for everyone. And they hear this loud, like, like something like was like taking energy and, like, closing the AC a little bit okay. from, like, humming and making that noise. Like, if any of you know what I'm talking about, like, please agree that you've heard it before. <laughs> um, and saw a bright ball of light shine through and go into my brother's room and then disappeared. And my mom woke up. My dad was up. So he did believe in spooks. And my mother knew it had to be her father. <sighs> to tell the tale, my house <laughs> is a walking, what do they say, like a walking portal? I guess. Well, you want to know what's crazy? So I've honestly been to, like, your old house. Like, I've never experienced anything. I don't know if that's just because shit creeps me out. I, like, don't, I never lived there. Like, I'm not part of your family or anything, but, like. So many more things. Unless happened. like something did happen, I was like, oh nope, like trying to like forget about it. Well, when my mom and my dad first moved into this house, they were the first ones to move from Brooklyn, Queens oh. to Long Island. Oh, <laughs> and um, my mom got a dog. His name was King, 
used to growl at one section of my house. <laughs> and my mom also said she had a friend come over and they were chatting and the woman felt a, like a something walk right through her. And she said it felt like good energy to my mother. My mother also one day has experience getting random jewelry sent to the house. Envelope <laughs> sent to the house, not addressed to anybody. Random jewelry. What would you do? Honestly, to me, it sounds like an Ed and the Rain warrant investigation. Like, what would you do? You know, like to me, like this whole. I mean, it's just crazy, crazy. Like, you know, other people have seen people standing over beds. You know, my really? brother's room, my old bedroom where my brother was sleeping at the time. Um, because I moved down the hall into his old room. It's great. If anybody's following, just follow. <laughs> um, supposedly a woman stood over his bed. Um, my mom saw a man one day standing over my brother's bed looking at his drawings. It's my brother's graphic designer. So my mom thought it was one of his friends. Mm -hmm. So she ran downstairs and didn't come back up for a while. But when she came back upstairs, there was nobody there. So, you know, obviously this is a believe what you want, but I believe my house has some spooks in it. I mean, I was informed that this new one I live in has spirits all over. So, <laughs> you know, it's great. It's great. That's why I said there's life after death. I feel like no matter where you go, there's always... Oh, there is. Spirits of whether you're at a store in your house, like, you go on a walk, sure. like, they're just everywhere. They clearly follow you. For sure. For sure. That's why, like, to let you guys know, like, leading up to all of this lovely stuff that we're sharing here, Jen and myself will be going on paranormal investigations to haunted places all over the island and more. If you're listening, please follow us on our YouTube channel. Subscribe to Spine Chillin' Crime. We will alert you on our Instagram page where we will post frequent updates of our investigations. Some will not be alone. Some will be with guest stars that we will ask to come on these tours well, with us. I wouldn't us. say they're stars. Let's take it a hold of ourselves. Well, they're guest appearances. <laughs> you know, the ones that want to come along on this well, lovely journey. Well, there's clearly already a bunch of people. So many have lined up. I know. I mean, granted, the more the merrier to me. Yeah. Make somebody a believer. Of course. With us. Yeah. That there is more to life. But that is the story of my spookings, my hauntings, <laughs> <laughs> and the stories of Ed and Lorraine, which I will definitely be coming back with more Maybe more about Annabelle, more about the other things that were taken from haunted places and brought to the occult museum, which there are so many things in there. Oh, yeah. You know, Ed did some lessons there. One thing I do want to share before we conclude the night to the night's end. Yes. What is that? Have any... Buddy watched Halloween Ends. <laughs> yes. Halloween Ends. Me and Jen just watched it, and honestly, I have mixed emotions. I don't know how I feel about it. And honestly, I'm not going to give it away, but if you haven't watched it yet, you should. 
It's in theaters. Oh, all right. But, um, well, yeah, you want to pay <laughs> 45 to 50 bucks for a movie ticket? And now, hold on. Going? If you're paying 45 to $50 for a, a movie ticket, what's an hour's 40 bucks? There's right? something wrong with you. No, maybe total it was 40 Right. And then popcorn. That's why we went to the store beforehand. <laughs> we still wanted popcorn. Most people don't know this. And they, they want that drink. That $6 big giant Coca-Cola. I think the movie before was a whole lot better than this one. See, I don't know. I really liked this one. Did it line up to the last one? No. Do they ever? No. No. I. It was okay. I was expecting it to be a lot different than how it was, in my opinion. You know, like, I just... Alright, y'all. Well, that concludes my spooky segment. A little history, a little background. But uh, tune in for some more spooky content coming your way. More about ghost stories, haunted dolls, haunted places, people. I know a lot of people that don't like The Exorcist movie. That would be my mother. My mom said that was the one movie that used to frighten her. I'll watch it. I don't, it's not my favorite though. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh my god, yeah, like, we have to watch it. Like, put it on. Yeah, no. Her story is actually really upsetting. Yeah. Very upsetting, how it all happened. If none of you know that story, you really should look it up because it's actually a true thing. Um, maybe we'll just talk about it. That is true. Maybe we'll talk about it for you. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us on our podcast adventures. All right, tune in in two weeks. We'll be back. Some crime chilling. <laughs> will it be crime though, or will it be, be paranormal? Uh, you know, that's the tale. The tale to tell will all. Will it be? Will we go on an investigation that day? Maybe. Ah. Uh,